What's going on, guys? It's the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is David Heilman, a.k.a. Dynasty Dorks, and we're on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presented to you by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From Boots' same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has exactly what you need to win. Sign up today, and you bet $100, you're going to get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. That's WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Claim your free bet today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by our mini helmet contest. The SGP mini helmets are now in the store, and we're giving one away for free. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com. That's helmet to enter that sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash helmet. What's going on, guys? It's uh, it's it's a great day for a lot of people. A lot of victory Mondays out there for your NFL team, for your fantasy football playoff team. And if you were on a bye week, you just hope that the underdog pulled off the upset. Unfortunately, I had a rough day yesterday. A bunch of my teams got knocked out of the playoffs. I think almost all the teams that were in it yesterday got knocked out, except for maybe one or two. Um, Lucky for my teams on the bye because they couldn't lose yesterday. Uh, how was your uh, playoff playoff weekend, Brad? It was good. It was bad. It was indifferent. I need Aaron Rodgers and A.J. Dillon to score less than a combined nine points to get another playoff win. Uh, looks like I'm going to win two of them. I uh, got a bunch of losses because of DK or uh, uh, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams crushed me in a lot of my leagues. Um, I had a lot of uh, tough opponents this week where they're scoring 170, 180 points. Uh, and I put together 155 to 160 points with Devontae Adams giving me a whopping, what was it, like four and a half points or whatever. Just a pitiful yeah. show oh. in round one of the playoffs. We could go, we could probably go a, a, an hour about the studs and duds and how, yeah. like, how many guys were like, you know, like Latavius Murray beat this guy, this guy, this guy. Um, it was just awful. Justin Herbert let a lot of people down. Jonathan Taylor, oh my goodness, yeah. people were. It was just, it was a great, it was great football. It was a great for a football fan, but man, fantasy football wise, it was a brutal weekend. But hey, it's time to move on to 2023 in some of those leagues already, and we're right. here through a mock draft. And so we're going to do a mock draft draft using Fantasy Pros. It's going to be one quarterback. We're going to do 12 teams. Brad and I are each going to have a team, and we're going to do that today for you. Um, See what players have moved up, what players have moved down, where the values are. Who's the 102? That's going to be one of the questions I have. Who is the 102? Is Jonathan Taylor still up there in consideration? I think the computer might think so. Oh, yeah. See if Brad thinks so, see if I think so. And if you think so, comment. Let us know if if Jonathan Taylor is still the RB1 in your dynasty rankings. And when I say still, he may not have been to begin with. You may have Christian McCaffrey or Brees Hall or or somebody else. So um, comment who your RB1 is and wide receiver one. 
Brad, you want to get this started? Let's get rolling. All right, All right. let's get this screen up. You see, I'm going to be drafting at the three spot, and then Dave's going to fi uh, finish it us up in the round in the 10 spot. We we randomized this and ended up with the six and seven. We were like, nah, that's, that's not going to cut it. We need to give a little bit of space there, be on opposite ends of the board. So let's get this ball rolling. We're going to start in probably about 30 seconds here. Um, it does need to, uh, it's got a little delay on it. So we'll, uh, yeah, 25 seconds. Uh, so you talked a little bit, Dave, about, you know, that 101, 102, 103. It can fall any way. You could see guys take Justin Jefferson at number one. You could see Brees Hall owners loving it there. You could see guys who still believe in CMC, I feel like, at the 101. It wouldn't shock me. Is Jonathan Taylor to you? He's not to me. But is Jonathan Taylor to you the 101 in Dynasty Startups? Oh, I mean, it, it's he tough. Is <laughs> it's tough. I, I, I honestly, and I'm going to go receiver and not. He's not the 102, 101. But as far as if you're going to put me in a spot and say just running backs, it's it's hard. You got yeah, Brees Hall's younger coming off an ACL injury. You got Christian McCaffrey, obviously way more productive right now, but he's yep. much older. You have Ken Walker, you have Travis Etienne, who have been really tough to play the yeah, last few weeks. Down, right? Up um, and down. So, like, you get Christian McCaffrey for two years and, and ride it out or, you know, whatever. But I'm definitely not going running back in my first round, probably not my second round, just to let you know. Yep, that's I'm the same here, and that's the opposite of what the computer's doing right now. They're, they took Jonathan Taylor at the 101 and Najee Harris at the 102, which I feel like may have been something we'd have seen at the beginning of this offseason, not necessarily the beginning of next offseason, but we'll see these things shift as we go. So I get the pick of the litter. We already talked about wide receivers. Am I a Jamar Chase guy or am I a Justin Jefferson guy? And I feel like this is just too easy for me. I'm definitely a Justin Jefferson guy. I don't even think it's a question at this point uh, that he's the top receiver out of the class right now. Yeah. So we'll, go ahead. Go you, ahead. You getting Justin Jefferson there is just absolute steal. Yes. Like that's, that's insane. Yes. Yep. So they followed up with Jamar Chase at number four. Then we saw that run of running backs, Trish, Christian McCaffrey, Kenneth Walker at the 106, Derek Henry at the 107. We do have this set at Dynasty as well. So interesting to see 29-year-old Derek Henry at the 107, followed up by Saquon Barkley and Austin Eckler. So, Dave, you're on the clock at 110. What are you thinking? Yeah, I got, I got CeeDee Lamb and A.J. Brown. That's pretty much all I'm looking at. The suggestions are... CeeDee Lamb, A.J. Brown, Brees Hall, and Stephon Diggs. If I'm going through the rankings, there's also Jalen Waddle, Mark Andrews, Travis Etienne, Tyreek Hill, T. Higgins, Amon Ross St. Brown. But I'm going to go, and this sucks because I'm a Giants fan. I don't want either of these guys on my team. But I I definitely, definitely got to go A.J. Brown. Ooh, A.J. Brown. Look. That was not the call I expected. So seeing A.J. Brown go 110 there was interesting. And then we see a little bit of a run on some other guys. Cooper Cup at the 111. Interesting with the, the injury and coming into his age 30 season. What that What's that going to look like? And then we see our first tight end off the board at 112. This is not a tight end premium league. But we see Kyle Pitts going off at the 112. And we make that turn, you see Jalen Waddle at the 201 and Dalvin Cook, another interesting pick 
at the 202 in a dynasty league looking at the 2023 season. And Dave, you are back on the clock. And the two guys you were going back and forth about, the other one is there. Yeah, and so this is interesting because I could go with Mark Andrews here, who is my tight end one in, in Dynasty. I do not think he's going to make it back to me. Could go with an older player that I think is more productive, going to be more productive next year is Stefan Diggs over CeeDee Lamb. And I have Brees Hall stand, staring at me right there. And it's really hard to not go Brees Hall here with everything else. But I'm going to stick to what I said, and I'm going to go with the 23-year-old receiver and really stack up my, my receiver room. I th- to me, that's the right call. That's exactly where my head was. I've got C.D. Lamb above A.J. Brown in my dynasty ranking, so I would have gone C.D. Lamb at the 110 there. So the fact you were able to get him at 203, to me, is a smashing value for a top three dynasty receiver. It was interesting to see you pass on Brees Hall, though. That's really a test of your strategy there, right? When you're looking at a top two or top three running back at the 203. (laughs) So, Yeah, and and that's where it's beauty of a mock draft. We'll see if this works out. And if I I do the mock draft and I look back and say, you know what, that's a move I would have did differently. I'd rather do that in a free league with you than to do it in a $100 buy-in league in March. Yeah, absolutely. All right, now we're back uh, to 204. You see DeAndre Swift go, followed by Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, Debo Samuel, Javante Williams, the first, I would say, real question mark right now with that ACL and MCL uh, tear in the uh, end season at the 208, followed up by Nick Chubb at the 209. And here I am sitting at the 210, and I'm looking at guys like Brees Hall and Mark Andrews. Those are the only two I'm really considering here. I did get Justin Jefferson at the 103. Uh, but for me, I even in a non-tight end premium league, you got to go with that upside that that tight end position gives you, the benefit that it gives you, that it, it just gives you that advantage. And I'm going to go Mark Andrews at the 210, and I'm going to play the turn and let it happen. And look at what we're looking at. I'm looking at Brees Hall still staring me at the face at the 303 because we saw Stephon Diggs go at 211. We saw Tyree Kill go at the 212, followed by Ramondre Stevenson. And I almost want to pause the draft, Dave, and ask about Ramondre Stevenson, but maybe we can talk about that situation and him and his dynasty value later on in the offseason because I know we want to get through uh, quite a few more rounds. And then Devontae Adams at the 302. So I'm sitting here looking at guys like Amon Ross St. Brown, T. Higgins at the wide receiver position. Brees Hall is still there at the 303, and I cannot pass on a guy who is a tier two running back for me in Dynasty in the beginning of the third round. Had he not tore his ACL, and I know you know it's easy to look back at those kind of things, had he not done that, he's not going in the third round. He's going well above that in all Dynasty formats. I don't want to say it's a run-of-the-mill ACL tear, but it really is kind of a low end of the spectrum where we're not looking at a Javante Williams-type scenario where the recovery is going to be long and hard. It's going to be a little bit more standard for him. He's going to come back. He's going to be strong. So I'm taking Brees Hall at the 303. All right. We're going to take a pause real quick, and then I will have my pick. All right. All right, so let we talked about it once already, and we've all we've got to talk about it again, and that is WinBet. WinBet is the official 
online sports sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a ton of states, and there are tons of ways to get you winning, including live betting and same-game parlays. Plus, for the hashtag DGENs only, you got to try your luck at that beautiful parlay wheel. They have great promos, odds, and payouts that are happening right now at WinBet. So if you're ready to play, sign up today and receive our special offer of bet $100, win $100. It is limited to state availability, though. So there's so many things to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know we sent you. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. That offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions of winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Let's talk about the SGPN Mini Helmet Contest. Don't forget to enter the SGPN Mini Helmet Contest. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash helmet to enter. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash helmet. All right, well, let's get back to it. I got my pick coming up right here. And this is a guy I was thinking about. I was I was hoping he came back to me. We're talking about him quite a bit. And I didn't know, I didn't really think he'd make it back to me. And that's uh and that's that's my guy right here. Brad, can I make my pick? I'm, I'm thinking you're looking at two guys here because we got about 10 seconds before the draft starts back up on its own because there's a delay. Knowing you and hearing who you've talked about, you're probably looking at those guys like Garrett Wilson and Amon Ross St. Brown would be my guess because you're a wide receiver guy. You love both of those guys. Am I in the right ballpark for you? Actually, no. I'm going to go oh, with the running wow. back. Wow. Because I, I think I can get another one of those guys when it comes back around. So I was, you know, I was hoping – I could at least get one good running back, and I'd like to get a running back that's 25 or under, and this guy is having an absolute breakout season, and he's a free agent next year. Um, and he also is someone that we, you know, he's first-round draft capital. He's he's shown the ability to be a three-down back, and uh, I taught you already that I think people are really down on him, and I think you're going to be able to, uh, you're going to see dynasty rankings where he's outside of the top 12. He's not outside of my top 12. That's Josh Jacobs. I like it. I like it. We're a lot higher on him, I think, than a lot of other, you know, faculties or dynasty kind of chat lines right now. It's very interesting. He's done nothing but prove he deserves that that draft capital. And I think the 310 is an absolute steal for him right now because he's really shown you his upside. Yeah. And so the options it's given me now. And, well, you want to just recap what we got so far after my pick? Yeah, absolutely. So after Jacobs went off, we saw a little bit of a couple question marks and a couple solid picks. So David Montgomery, another free agent running back moving into the 2023 season, followed by some stud wide receivers in Amon Ross St. Brown at the 312 and DK Metcalf at the 401. And then we saw Deontay Johnson, a little bit of a question mark, in my opinion, at the 402. So you got a pretty solid pick of some second year receivers, Dave, here, if you choose to go that route. So what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm wondering what running backs will come back to me because I really like the idea of taking Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave here, but I really like another one of these free agent backs. And, oof, this puts me in a spot. Um, I'm going to go with 
two running back, two receivers, and then back-to-back running backs, back-to-back free agent running backs. Give me Tony Pollard. Nice, very nice. Not the not a reach, but the first kind of surprise pick out of the two of us right now in a guy that we both love. We've talked about bumping up the rankings. We've talked about him in our free agent shows. After after him, we saw the guy I was hoping would fall. I have him so much higher in my dynasty rankings than others, and that is J.K. Dobbins at the 404, followed by old, trusty Leonard Fournette, maybe not so trusty this season, at the 405. Then Mike Evans, Cam Akers, D.J. Moore, and Chris Godwin at the 409. So now I'm starting to think, okay, do I take those rookie receivers do I start to worry about the running back position or do I try to address that running back position in the rookie draft? And look, when you're building a dynasty team, the youth at the wide receiver position, I think is so fundamentally sound to building a solid dynasty roster. And that's where I'm looking at. So when I look there, who are the young wide receivers that I like between Garrett Wilson, between Chris Olave, Drake London, There's a guy I really like, but I'm going to wait until the turn to take him if he's still there, which I'm sure he is. So I'm going to go with my favorite guy and Chris Olave at the 410. I love the value you're getting there. And I just don't think you can go wrong. There's nobody else there for him to compete with right now. So after Chris Olave at the 410, we're looking at James Conner at 411, Michael Pittman at 412. Drake London at the 501 and Ezekiel Elliott at the 502. So now, yeah, I've got a decision point to make. I got a lot of picks coming off the board here. I'll let you decide. I just want to talk about some of those picks. So if you are new, to, if you're new to Dynasty, the James Conner at 411, Ezekiel Elliott at 502 are terrible picks. Those are our picks you do not waste that high of draft capital on. Both those running backs are on. They're on the back end of their careers. We've we've seen, you know, we've seen Ezekiel Elliott go down in his numbers back to back years, three years in a row. James Conner, he's 27 years old, but 28. The age for running backs is usually between 22 and 27 years old. Anything after that, if you're getting production, you're very lucky to have Derrick Henry right now. But there's not a lot of 28 year old viable fantasy producers at the running back position. And receivers just have such value. And like, if I were to say, I'll trade you Drake London right now or Ezekiel Elliott, I promise you Drake London is going to cost a lot more than Ezekiel Elliott. So if you're going to take Elliott, trade back. Yeah, the other interesting, the other, I have a thumb rule for super flex versus non-super flex, right? If you think about where Ezekiel Elliott and James Conner were drafted prior to this offseason in super flex drafts, they were going in the fifth or sixth round. So you got to think in super flex drafts, the thumb rule, again, this is just thumb rule I use, at least two rounds worth of quarterbacks are going in the first four rounds, right? You got 24 running for 24 quarterbacks coming off pretty quickly in the grand scheme of things. So that's putting Zeke in the third round, you know, you're drafting, or I'm sorry, James Conner in the fourth round, you take two rounds off that, that's putting him in the sixth. You're drafting him at the same place this year as you did last year, and it just doesn't make sense. He's a year older. They can get out from under that contract. Same thing with Zeke. Uh, But maybe people are looking at it and saying, hey, Tony Pollard's a free agent. Maybe he leaves town and Zeke has that backfield all to his own. I don't think that's the case, but just the rule of thumb, just 
keep in mind, like when you look at ADP's last season, these guys might even be a tad higher than what they went last season. And it doesn't really make sense from a dynasty perspective for an older running back like that. So very, very interesting. I would agree. So I'm on the clock at 403. Again, we're looking at now I'm in the fifth round. I kind of want to take a look at roster construction. What have I been doing? I've got two solid wide receivers. I've got my tight end dynasty one. I've got a tier two running back in Brees Hall who has the upside to be overall RB1 going into the 2024 season. You know, if I think he can be better than Bajan Robinson, for instance, or something like that. But now I've got the choice. I can really go with best player available here. Do I want to address a quarterback position early? We saw Josh Allen go in the front end of the third round. I'm not an early quarterback drafter in a single quarterback league. I like to wait for that value later on. So now the question is, do I go with some of these running backs? Damian Pierce, big time question mark. Not looking at that guy. A.J. Dillon needs some things to happen. Miles Sanders, free agent. Does he re-sign with Philly or does he move on? Rashad White, looking pretty good. I just don't know if I can roll with him right now with some of the unknowns and some of the other guys below him that I think add similar value. Not the same, but similar. So I don't think I can pass on my guy here, and I think I'm going to take Devonta Smith. Look. This is the reach for me, right? I have Devonta Smith as my dynasty wide receiver 18 right now, and I'm getting him as the wide receiver, it looks like, maybe 20 off the board. I'm okay with that value right now, and especially as a flex play, if anything, for me. All right, so after, oh, goodness, we made it quick. You smashed that Garrett Wilson pick real fast. So after Devonta Smith, real quick, we had Terry McLaurin, Calvin Ridley, Interesting choice right now with the suspension and movement to Jacksonville. I think he'll be a good topic for us in the offseason. Followed by a second quarterback off the board in Patrick Mahomes, Keenan Allen, Cortland Sutton, Mike Williams, and Dave's excited for the Garrett Wilson pick here because he was thinking about him, what, two or three rounds ago. Yeah, no, Garrett Wilson is an absolute stud. I know there's questions with the quarterback position. I don't know if the quarterback for their team next year is on the roster. I don't know if they stick with Zach Wilson or Mike White. I think this is an offense that we've they've they've seen Joe Flacco make make other pieces relevant. They could bring in a guy. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo could come in there. They could they could make another move in the draft. I mean, we got a lot of interesting things going on, and Jimmy Garoppolo is very familiar with that offense. I think he could just slide right in there and do exactly what Mike White is doing. And that is feeding Garrett Wilson. Um, Garrett Wilson is an absolute dog. And to get him this late would be an absolute steal. I think he's going to go much higher in your drafts. That is my favorite pick so far. And I'm going to go with – so I, I, I'm i going to go with a little older player here. The reason I didn't go with Dallas Goddard is because I already have A.J. Brown and I'm already stacking Cowboys. And now I don't want to stack the Eagles. So I'm going to go with George Kittle here. I think I got a good few years of production. Um, Hawkinson was the other option here, and uh, I might thinking twice have gone Hawkinson. Um, to look at thinking back in my rankings, I think I've moved Hawkinson over Kittle in my rankings, but he was further down the board. Yeah, I love that pick of George Kittle. I know he's 29 years old, I get it, but he really is a difference maker on the field. He has that huge yards after the catch ability, so I love that pick. 
We see another quarterback come off the board right after Dave's choice, George Kittle and Lamar Jackson. Then we see some guys that are a little questionable in my eyes, right? Damian Pierce, you're not really sure at the 605. Elijah Moore, very un, very uncertain at the 606. Darren Waller at the 607, we saw him get a touchdown yesterday. TJ Hawkinson, a little bit of a run on the tight end position. Nice start, Dave. Uh, at the 608, and then DeAndre Hopkins at the 609, and I'm on the clock at 610. Now I have a decision to make, in my opinion. I'm looking at Jalen Hurts, who I think is a top four dynasty quarterback right now. And he's the, looks like number six. They've taken five quarterbacks up to this point right now, with Lamar Jackson being the fifth. I've got some time, but I'm going with Miles Sanders. I do think he gets re-signed with the Philadelphia Eagles. I like the value at the back end of the sixth round. And because it is super flex, I want to play that a little bit and see what happens. If that stud quarterback falls to me, I'm okay with that. If they don't, I'll figure it out later on in the draft because it's easier to fill in that quarterback with backup quarterbacks or QB2s and still have a solid roster than it is to be playing with an RB5 or an RB6 in your RB2 spot. So luckily for me, after the choice of Miles Sanders, we see Kyler Murray go off. We see Trey Lance go off. Two more quarterbacks. But my guy, Jalen Hurts, is still there, and he has, even in single QB leagues, he has the upside to win you a week because of his rushing floor. This dude runs for damn near a touchdown a game on average. If he can run for two and throw for two, that's a week-winning performance, even in a single QB league at the quarterback position. So I'm rolling Jalen Hurts at the 703. Then we see Joe Burrow go 704, Dallas Goddard 705. Gabe Davis, Dalton Schultz, Allen Robinson, and Damian Harris at 709. I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole. So, Dave, you're sitting at the 710. Looking at guys like Rashad White, another guy you love in Khalil Herbert, who you think may have that backfield in Chicago. So are you looking at some of these running backs, or are you kind of fading that position and looking elsewhere? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at a lot of these quarterbacks, and they're interesting. A lot of quarterbacks that I would like. But I think I can wait another couple rounds on the quarterbacks, and I am going to attack the receiver position. And I, again, I'm just wanting to get as much value as I possibly can. And uh, there's a guy on here that I I think you know people are going to be really, uh, really surprised by this one. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a guy that I did not like this offseason and I love now. I knew it. I knew it. Christian Watson. Watson. <laughs> and, and see, Traylon Burks came back to me. I have Traylon Burks, George Pickens, Jamison Williams, Brandon Ayuk, Amari Cooper. And I also got some running backs. Rashad White came back to me, which is interesting. And so right now, I'm going to I'm gonna hope that the player that I want falls back to me. And I'm going to take Rashad White because I think he's a level above some of these other guys Damn like it. Devin Singletary and James Cook and these other guys. Yep, he was the guy I was kind of hoping would make it another round to me. He was that running back that I thought about in the seventh, and I just couldn't pull the trigger yet. Uh, so that that hurts because now you're looking at guys like Michael Carter, Devin Singletary, James Cook, Khalil Herbert, Brian Robinson, nobody that I'm super interested in. So do you punt the position or do you kind of kind of take a shot and look, I'm not taking a shot in the eighth round. There are way too, there's way too much value in the eighth round. 
uh, especially when you're talking dynasty, you can look at guys like Pat Fryermuth, right? You could look at guys like David Njoku, who's looked really good since he's gotten that contract. But with Mark Andrews, do you double up at the tight end position? Definitely not. Definitely not, in my opinion. If I'm going to spend a high draft pick on a tight end, I'm not looking at another tight end until the 14th, 15th round, something like that, because I only need him on the bye week. But I'm going with a guy who looks like he may be the alpha. He could be the alpha in San Francisco. Debo is back to hurt. We know we've got some volatility in Trey Lance, but in the eighth round, I'm okay with that because we've seen what Brandon Ayuk has been able to do with these guys up to this point. He's looked really solid. He looks like he's an alpha, and I'm going with Brandon Ayuk to round out some more young wide receivers at the 810. So now I'm at the turn. You see Jamison Williams go. He was the other wide receiver. I was That's who I was there. hoping for. I didn't want That's to see who I was looking loud. at for sure there. Uh, but I, I've seen it with Brandon Ayuk. I still haven't quite seen it with Jamison Williams, so I couldn't take him there just yet. Then you got some guys, some injury guys. Darnell Mooney at the 812, Rashad Penny at the 901, and then a real question mark here. This is a little surprising to me. Chase Claypool at the 902. Some of these picks just don't feel right right now. They just don't feel right. So now I'm looking at the running back position. Do I take the reach at some of these backups that we think may get starting jobs? Khalil Herbert. Do we think Alexander Madison gets that job? Do we think Jamal Williams gets re-signed in Detroit and continues to vulture those touchdowns? And for me, it's all about the here and now. Who do I think can have some value now but also increase in value later on. And I really do see James Cook as that guy. Devin Singletary is a free agent. Naeem Hines is a free agent. James Cook may see an uptick in volume. We've already seen him start to take more of the snaps. So I'm comfortable with him being my RB3 because I believe that value is going to change in the offseason where I could make some moves and solidify that running back position just a little bit more. So... After uh, my pick of James Cook, we saw Devin Singletary, Michael Thomas, Sky Moore, Adam Thielen, Juju Smith-Schuster, George Pickens, Christian Kirk, Jahan Dotson, and oh, I passed your pickup, Christian Kirk. So talk to us about Christian Kirk. Sorry. Yeah, no, I like Christian Kirk a lot. I think he plays uh, He plays in the slot the majority of the time. Um, and next year, he's going to have Calvin Ridley with him. Um, Zay Jones is, is there and Zay Jones obviously is playing really well when Christian Kirk is, is producing Zay Jones is not and, and vice versa. Um, but I, I think Christian Kirk is, is a player that you're going to get good production from. He still got some, he got, he's got some youth with him, and this offense is just getting better as the season goes. And you're going to continue to see that. And, and Trevor Lawrence is playing absolutely great football and you know, I would take him right now, but honestly, like I got plenty of quarterbacks on the board. I'm gonna see if I can wait another couple of rounds until I pick up my quarterback because there's so many good quarterbacks on the board. And I'm gonna go here with a running back. And so my choices here, running back wise, are Brian Robinson and Khalil Herbert. And as much as I don't love Brian Robinson because he doesn't catch the ball. I got to take him over Killer Herbert because he is the starter and appears to be starting next year. Whew. Uh, oh, it didn't matter anyway. He's gone. Didn't matter anyway. That was the other guy I was looking at was Khalil Herbert because I do believe 
they move on from David Montgomery. I don't think it makes sense for them to pay a running back right now, especially when they know what they have in Cleo Herbert in the backfield. I've convinced so saw, you. What's that? I've convinced you. Yeah, yeah, you have. Yes, you have. Alan Lazard got picked up after your pick of uh, Brian Robinson at the 10.04. Then we saw Tyler Lockett, Khalil Herbert, uh, Hunter Renfro, Robert Woods, and Michael Carter. I'm on the clock at the 10.010. And now you're in that position where you just really probably take the best player available. The whole roster is filled at this point. I have all my flexes filled, quarterback filled, running back, wide receiver, tight end. My starting lineup is set. Now it's all about who's the best player available. Trades are your best friend in this case because if you need if you need to move pieces around, you can do that much easier in the offseason to get some of that depth that you need. So I'm going to switch to all here and let's see what we got. We got some tight ends. We've got some more quarterbacks up there. And then you got to roll all the way down here. You got guys like Kadarius, Tony, Jamal Williams again. Jeff Wilson Jr., Dawson Knox, Trey McBride. There's a whole lot going on. But my guy that I believe is, is a guy that has some upside is Michael Gallup, wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. Look, some of these other wide receivers just have some question marks. Jacoby Myers, unrestricted free agent. Rondell, Wondell Robinson coming off an ACL. Curtis Samuel may be the wide receiver three in Washington. Tyler Boy is the wide receiver three. Romeo Dobbs has been kind of non-existent. So all of those guys have some question marks where we've seen the upside of Michael Gallup with multiple touchdowns. He could be coming off that ACL, a second season, the number two target in that. They may lose Dalton Schultz if they don't re-sign him, which just means more targets that direction. So I'm all about Michael Gallup here in the 10th round. And here I am at the 11th. Uh, 11.03, we saw Kadarius Toney, Alec Pierce, another young wide receiver come off the board looking pretty good for the Colts. Uh, Pratt, followed by Pat Fryermuth at the 11.01 and Dawson Knox at the 11.02. Look, I can't leave this draft without a Cleveland Brown. And the best Cleveland Brown on the board is not David Njoku. It is not David Njoku. It is my man, touchdown guy Donovan Peoples-Jones. Look at me reaching. And I'm okay with it right now. I think this dude is legitimate. I just moved a mid-second-round rookie pick in 2023 for Donovan Peoples-Jones. He really looks to be the guy that Deshaun Watson actually kind of trusts a little bit more than Amari Cooper, to be completely honest, once they get into that red zone. And I expect that chemistry to continue building. Don't listen to me. It's a homer pick. Or listen to me, because he's looked really damn good since really the entire season. So, Dave, you're on the clock at 11:10. Who are you looking at? I got all these quarterbacks are still on the board. It's actually it's telling me to get Jeff Wilson or Zamir White or a quarterback. But I have so many quarterbacks to choose from, and I just don't know if I want to pull the trigger on a quarterback yet. And then I look at the tight ends, and I'm thinking about how bad the position is. It's good to have some depth at the tight end position. Uh, because other people are not going to have it, so that makes good trade pieces. I got an older, I got an older tight end earlier. I'm going to get a younger tight end right here. I'm going to go with Greg Dolchik, rookie tight end for the Denver Broncos. Could maybe a little too early, but I do think that Dolchik is, is someone that has plenty of trade value, and his age really complements my roster with a George Kittle. And I'm I'm done with tight ends for you know pretty much the rest of it, and now I can go complete you know 
continue to fill out the rest of my positions. And, you know, running back wise, it's pretty, pretty ugly out there. Uh, the yeah, reason, it is. The reason the experts are telling me to get Zamir White, probably because I have <laughs> Josh Jacobs on my team. <laughs> if Josh Jacobs does not return to the 40, to the, to the Raiders, then Zamir White could potentially be the guy over there. And that would be a, a smash pick here in the 12th round. And then I have the quarterbacks. Do I just go and, and fill the quarterback position? Um, man, it, it's really, it's really tough out there. Uh, I'm going to wait another round for quarterback and then I'll take quarterback next round. I promise. Well, I mean, if you think about it, right, there are nine quarterbacks off the board. So there's only three teams without a quarterback. So worst case scenario, if people go by ADP, you're getting Trevor Lawrence. Like that's based on what we've seen here recently. That ain't a bad pick, right? Yeah, it's not a bad pick at all. All right. I'm I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with Jameer White. Very nice. Very nice. All right. After that Zamir White pick, we saw Gus Edwards Kenny Gainwell, Isaiah Spiller, and Raheem Mostert, a pretty big run on the running back position. So nice call, Dave, there. We saw Odell Beckham come off at the 12.08, followed by Chris Carson, a forgotten man right now, which is very weird because he's I, retired. Yeah, he's retired. So why would you do that? Uh, but it is what it is. We can't change that. And here I am at the 12.10. And the guy on the screen is staring me in the face is making me regret my seventh round pick and Jalen Hurts when I can four or five rounds later get Justin Fields. Is there that much of a difference? Not from a rushing perspective. I think from an, just an offensive philosophy there probably is. So it's safer to be with Jalen Hurts. But keep that in mind. If that's the floor you're looking for is that rushing, wait four rounds and get Justin Fields. <laughs> it's like in hindsight, I probably would have been better off doing that. But I'm looking at the tight end position because I just see the value at the tight end position right now. I do have Mark Andrews. And again, if you can get that upside of the tight end position, you're solid, right? It is dynasty. I can move Mark Andrews for a ton if I choose to do so later on. I'm going to go with not another Cleveland Brown. I'm going to go with a guy. We just talked about Justin Fields, a guy that I've seen get down the field targets, a guy that... I think can continue to grow in only his third season or fourth season as a tight end. And that's going to be Cole Komet, tight end for the Chicago Bears, to be my tight end two on my team behind Mark Andrews. And here I am setting at the 13.03. We saw Tyler Adjir, Trey Sermon, Dearness Johnson, and J.D. McKissick. Again, a bunch of running backs coming off the board right now. And it's just gross. That running back position is disgusting right now. It does not look good. I'm I'm doing what I can to get into this rookie draft after this because I'm not reaching for any of these guys. The closest thing for me to get on my roster is probably either Jalen Warren, the backup behind Najee Harris, or Kyron Williams, who we've seen get some, some work in his rookie season with Cam Akers and that debacle, but you have no idea what is truly going on in in that that backfield. You don't know what's going on with the offense. You don't know what's going on with Matthew Stafford. There's so much volatility. I'm just going to stay away from it and start up drafts for the time being until we get some clarity. So I'm looking at, okay, we're 13th round. Now it's time to take some shots. 
Who's my shot going to be? Because I don't know how many rounds we're going to get. I want to get to this guy. I want to bring him up. And that's going to be John Mechie. John Mechie. Look, this dude was a first round talent before the bad news came out about his leukemia and missing the season. This dude is a stud. He's a stud. We hope he can come back in shape. We hope they can come back healthy. And I think he can be a game changer for that Houston Texans offense if he can make it back. And because it's dynasty, I'm willing to take that late round shot on him. Dave, we're looking at the 13-10. Where are you at? Yeah, so there's still plenty of options at quarterback, plenty of options for a lot. And, you know, I'm looking at some of these guys that I just wrote up in my stash article, and I'm scrolling down, scrolling down, trying to do my best to get an F grade on this draft. (laughs) I'm going to make them mad. And I'm going to go with a guy It's another free agent next year. I think he's earned himself a, a pretty good contract next year. And that's DJ Chark. I love it. I think DJ Chark's done a nice job this year. And a lot of people have as a breakout and he's, he's done a nice job. And so I, I have four quarterbacks on my board that are still available. And I, I just can't, I just can't go with a quarterback. And this is another plea. This, this is the last round, FYI, oh, this in this mock. Round. Yeah, for, we only had a set for 14 rounds. So. so you need to play in more super flex drafts. There's no reason why Jeff Wilson and Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields should be remotely close to each other in, in your, your drafts. And this is a, yeah. this is a good, good scenario. Yep, and that's exactly what happened. You saw Aaron Rodgers go just before you at the 1401. You took Trevor Lawrence at 14.03. We saw Justin Fields go at 14.06, followed by Matthew Stafford at the 14.09. And look, this is a situation where I'm looking at 14.10 and I'm looking at a backup quarterback. I know you can get these guys off waivers, but I don't want to fight guys on waivers and waste waiver priority for a bye week or my guy gets hurt. Again, this is dynasty. You need to have that backup plan in place in all cases. So are you a Tua guy? Are you a Deshaun Watson guy or do you like Kirk Cousins? Do you want to go a little older and go Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr? Maybe you like Geno Smith and you take him. I just think there's some volatility with Derek Carr right now and his performance and the Raiders' performance. I think there's some volatility with Geno Smith and their underperformance as of late. I know there was talk early on about him getting that contract, but is he going to get it? So I'm really looking at those top three guys between Tua, Deshaun, and Kirk Cousins. And for me, I'm not a Tua guy. I just don't like what I see on the field. I know he's performing, but he's really performing. If you watch those deep balls are because Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill are coming back to the ball and just beating corners. It's not because he's throwing a good deep ball. Just like I don't think Deshaun Watson looks good right now, but he has. I've seen him on the field before, and I th- as a backup quarterback, I'm willing to take that shot with Deshaun Watson over Tua. There is no reason for Tua to be on the board, to be completely honest with you, in a single QB league, that's nonsense. Uh, but here I am with a B-plus, which really, typically speaking, doesn't mean good things in fantasy pros drafts. But I'll take the B-plus. Dave, what you got? I got an A-plus. 98 out of 100. Oh, the teacher's money. bet. Money. If I, if I didn't go with, with DJ Chark, I probably would have got 100. I like it. I like it. And I thought I reached for basically Michael Gallup. I thought I reached for DPJ. 
I thought I reached for John Mechie, and they still gave me a B plus. I'll take that. Let's, I'll take that. let's uh let's uh look at the standings here, and I don't know if you want to just go back through. Yeah, and I'll just pull it up here. Let's let's get it pulled up. We'll take a look. Look at us, top three. I like it. I like it. Uh, let's see here. Can we see here? Let's go team strengths. All right. So I'll, I'll start, I guess. So we'll, can you share your screen after I get done talking through mine? I think I should be able to do so. And I'd like All to right, see cool. what the, uh, what the analysts say. I think that I probably will like my own draft when we look yep. at the, what the expert rankers. So I want to see what the rankers say about our drafts too. I like it. I like it. All right. So for me right now, I've got strengths at the quarterback position. I've got strengths at the wide receiver position. I have strengths at the tight end position. Uh, that backup running back, not great, right? Looking at uh, uh, Miles Sanders in that. We hope he gets that contract. He's going to get that contract. He's looked too good not to go somewhere and get some volume. Uh, got Devonta Smith in that flex. They don't like that. They put me in the seventh spot. And they got they they're pretty low on Brandon Ayuk as well. At that, uh, they put me at eighth in that second flex spot, and I'm okay with that because again, I've got that just solid stakeholder piece in Justin Jefferson from week in week out. Chris Olave who gives me some upside. Devonta Smith who gives me really at this point some floor and some upside from what we've seen in Philadelphia. And Brandon Ayuk who's really more of an upside type of play. So I've got a good mix I feel like of floor and ceiling plays in my starting lineup. I am okay with that. So let's see who they hate. Nate from Fantasy and Frames despises my Jalen Hurts pick in the seventh round. And Jalen Hurts is a very popular down, down thumb. They're giving me a thumbs down for Jalen Hurts in the seventh round. Whether it's Dynasty Nerds, Fantasy Football for the Fantasy Pros, the FF Gamers, a lot of people hating on that pick. But surprisingly enough, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Because if I look at my thumbs up, I see Miles Sanders in there a lot. I see Brandon Ayuk in there a lot. I see Devonta Smith in there a lot. All three guys that from a pick analysis and team strengths, they said were the lowest pieces in my starting lineup. So very interesting. You see this kind of diversity of thought in where people have some of these guys. So don't get stuck on one person versus the others. Don't get stuck on ECR. Don't get stuck on your rankings. Be open to what's going on. Take all that feedback in and just figure out what works best for you. Uh, Dave, you ready to go to yours? Yeah, so let's oh, uh, Let's check it out. I got Trevor Lawrence, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, AJ, AJ Brown, CeeDee Lamb, George Kittle, Garrett Wilson, Christian Watson, and a championship. We got Rashad <laughs> White, Christian Kirk, Brian Robinson, Greg Dolchik. We got Zamir White and DJ Shark. Uh, you know, really like this team. And, uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, it would have been fun to go a couple more rounds and uh, be able to add some depth to it. Um, projected points, 268 over the next best, which is 238. So a lot of projected points. So they're expecting my team to win early. And, the you know, the age, there's not on there, but there's there's the age is, is definitely uh, – they, they think if I drafted Damian Pierce, it would be better. Top player was A.J. Brown. If you drafted Damian Pierce at 6.3 and a tight end later, your score would have been 20 points higher. Bye, bye, bye. You need to hit waivers in week nine when CeeDee Lamb, Tony Pollard, George Kittle, and Greg Dolce have a bye. So both my tight ends are on bye. That's fine. 
anytime I draft a team, I'm drafting assets. I'm I'm drafting for the best. I don't I don't expect my entire team to be on my roster at week nine. Stack them up. I got this the Jacksonville stack. My steals of the draft were Garrett Wilson, Christian Watson, and Rashad White. And hot take Wyatt from JW Fantasy Football likes your draft more than any other expert. That's because Wyatt's my friend. Wyatt's my <laughs> we talked about this. So Wyatt and my guy Pat Fitzmorris, friend of the show. And so Jorge, we got to talk, man. Um, some of these guys on the side, I'm just going to say that Nate and some of these other guys are waiting till the end of the season to update their rankings. If not, they would totally agree with both of us. Um, this is a lot of fun to see, um, you know, and, and uh, see who agrees with you. But Wyatt, 100 out of 100, I'm going to screenshot this and send it over to him um, and just say, Wyatt, you know, great minds think alike, buddy. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, just just a, a lot of fun. And uh, make sure you guys go do that. It's on Fantasy Pros. And uh, it's 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 free tool, um, fun to use. Yeah, look, you only talked about three of your steals. These highlighted are the steals that are two-plus rounds better than ADP. You stopped at Rashad White, but they liked your Christian Kirk pick, your Brian Robinson pick, your Greg Dulcich pick, your Trevor Lawrence pick. You see all these other ones, they've got one or two, 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 none, one. Here I am with three. So the two of us, you and I, got the most steals in the draft also – but let's look at let's look at the reaches. Did we reach? It looks like I reached on DPJ. That's it. Let's see what your reaches were. And look at that. You did not reach on a single player, a single player. And it meshes with exactly what you were talking about. I'm taking the value now. I'm taking the what it costs for them right now. Because the, you can think of it as currency. I can move these guys at this cost, even if I don't like them. Uh, and their performance, I can move them at a cost and get a player that I do like. Uh, you've talked about that the entire season uh, up to this point when we talk about draft capital or rankings or something like that. You always have talked about, I'm looking at what they cost right now, whereas I look at a little bit more uh, into my crystal, you know, Brad's crystal ball of what do I think they're going to be worth later. Well, hey, this is a lot of fun. If you guys want to join any of these mock drafts, let us know. We would love to be able to help you win those championships. And, uh, you know, if you have anything, any questions, you can get us at SGPN Fantasy on Twitter. You can also check out uh, my work on TikTok, Dynasty Dorks. I I just noticed I have Dynasty Dorks Jr. still on here. Um, (laughs) I'm on TikTok. I'm on Twitter. And I'm also on the Did It app. So you can do one-on-one advice with me. And then Brad F at FF Bourbon Dude on Twitter. Uh, let's get out of here. Let's uh, let's hopefully finish the night strong. I need, I need Aaron, I need Aaron Jones to have 100 points in one league, so that's done. But Ooh. I need Aaron Rodgers over Van Jefferson, and I got a four point lead. I'm feeling pretty good about that one, but that's in that league you just joined. So we'll we'll see how that goes. We'll see how it goes. I like my team in that league. I'm surprised they were seventh. I'm surprised they were seventh. So I'm liking. I'm like, I can be able to get in the playoffs within the next two years. So I don't get fired. Yeah. That, that team you took over had the one Oh one and I'm regretting it. I traded AJ Brown for the one Oh one. So I can get Brees Hall. And then uh, Brees Hall got mm, All right. All right. And you still made the playoffs though. So that's, that's, oh, I'm assuming you held Brees Hall. 
Yeah, I had Brees Hall the entire entire yeah. year. So like, okay, I hurt, yep. and, I, I, and I just traded Brees Hall and Cooper Cup for Saquon Barkley and Chris Godwin. Ooh, going to win that, sacrificing a little bit to try to win that ship. All right, yep. that's we'll fair. We that's don't know. Fair. We don't know what the Rams situation could be next year. It could be yeah, uh, right, yeah. could be Baker Mayfield throwing the rock. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it looked all right last week. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Baker uh, does it tonight. If Baker does it tonight, I'll go buy something Baker next week. Yeah, right. All right. As always, good luck this season. Cheers.